I'm your health coach, Melissa Lee. Here at Thriving with Nourishment Health, I provide women with the resources to reclaim fertility and celebrate periods through the lens of functional medicine. It is time to empower ourselves with natural solutions over band-aid medicines. We will get to the root cause of symptoms to see the bigger picture. Let us find the ability to heal ourselves, get back to Mother Nature, and live in a healthier world. Hi everyone! Today I would like to introduce you to Denise Noya Ares, the fertility godmother. I got to know Denise through the Path to Mom Fertility and Wellness Summit, which happened in October, and found her very friendly and knowledgeable in her work. Denise has her expertise rooted in Chinese medicine and is the founder of the AIM Women's Wellness Center in California. She and her team combines Western and Eastern healing modalities and work together with fertility doctors and physicians to ensure the best fertility outcomes for their patients. Welcome to the show, Denise. Thank you, Melissa. So great to be here. It's so nice to have you here because I always see you having your Instagram lives. Um, I think it was like every Tuesdays or Wednesdays and you uh-huh. always talk about a certain topic on fertility. So I'm really eager to kind of dive into um, the topic of fertility and explore what you know about it. Great. Yeah. So who do you, um, who do you serve at your Women's Wellness Center? Well, we work with um, couples, but mainly we work with a lot of women who want to get pregnant, and most of them have been struggling and trying to conceive for quite a while. So we really get the the privilege of working with them on their journey to help guide them and increase their chances of getting pregnant and having a healthy baby. And do you see couples as well? as um, you know, mothers by themselves? We do. I really believe that it's a couple's issue trying to get pregnant. And a lot of times, if even the you know, male factor can be an issue. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's both. But even if the man is, he comes back looking, you know, really healthy, his sperm looks good. I always encourage both partners to still get as really as healthy as possible and um, work with them to increase their chances of having, you know, a healthy baby by getting really healthy because I find that that directly impacts the health of their eggs and their sperm. Yeah, I totally agree. It's, it's always a two, you know, two of two, two people are involved yeah, in uh, the success of fertility, not only the woman. Um, so I'm curious, like, so for the women that you see, uh, do they come to your center as like a last resort, um, you know, after they have exhausted all other options of finding fertility? That's a, a great question. Um, I'm, I'm going to regretfully say most of the time that is what happens. Um, mm-hmm. They come in and they always say, I wish I found you sooner. And it breaks my heart. And um, I really would love to try to reach more women on preconception care and help them before they go down that painful journey and start to believe that they're infertile. Um, that's my one of my goals. And um, But yes, I do see most of the women who have had you know several failed IVFs or have tried for three years, sometimes nine years, and they haven't um, been able to get pregnant yet. 
And what do you, so you mentioned preconception. So what do you, um, is this in line with every single woman, you know, who wants to conceive or is this only for women who have tried for a certain number of months and they can't conceive? I think it's for any woman who wants to conceive. So Mm -hmm. um, it's so important and there's not a lot of discussion about that when when a woman goes to the doctor and says, you know, hey, we're going to try to get pregnant, the doctor usually tells them, okay, go, you know, go, maybe they'll tell them to take your prenatal, maybe they won't, and go have sex and try. There's no discussion about, you know, having the right nutrients and how to take care of their body or, you know, what to do, like let, letting them know that, you know, it, it may take some time there's no there's no discussion about how to prepare their bodies and their mindset um, in order to conceive. So mm-hmm. yes, I think it's really important. As soon as you know you want to get pregnant, it's time to take at least you know three or four months to really prepare before you even try to conceive. Right, I I imagine so. And. Before I go into, you know, asking you what are the tools, what are the best tools for preconception, um, I know that you are also licensed to do acupuncture and Chinese medicine. So actually, what led you to the whole Chinese medicine philosophy? What led me to the Chinese medicine philosophy? Yeah. So interesting. (laughs) Um, I have to say, if you believe in divine intervention... That's what led me. Um, I studied exercise physiology and nutrition, and I was like, I just know I need to do more than than this. I um, this is probably over 20, 25 years ago now. I've been practicing for seventeen years. So, um, and when I finished Chinese, when I finished my undergrad, I just knew there was more. And a friend of mine said, Why don't you check out Chinese medical school? So I did and honestly I did not like it because this was a long time ago it was more mm-hmm. of a east versus west at that time and I wasn't in alignment with me and mm-hmm. um, when I finished you know it's a four-year master's degree program when I finished um, um, one of my colleagues said to me our mentors actually he said come with me to China I want you to see how it works and that was just mind-blowing for me because mm-hmm. in China I saw Chinese medicine integrated in the Western hospitals. And I'm like, yes, this is how I want to practice. I want to work with doctors. And it really empowered me. And then I saw a C-section with acupuncture for the anesthesia. Mm -hmm. And like, oh my God. Yeah, it was like (laughs) amazing. It was so amazing. So I'm like, okay, I know that it has to work. And and so uh, that's that's kind of how that's I awesome. Into this. You, it was really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't do no. that here. And yeah. it was pretty amazing, right? No, that's cool. And you know what? You are actually so open-minded to just go and jump into Chinese medicine uh, based on your friend's recommendation. Yeah, I trusted her. She said, Denise, I think you'll be good. She was, a, <laughs> uh, she was a, right. a wise woman. You know, mm-hmm. one of those wise women friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so when you, you know, when you combine Eastern modalities now, how actually has this enhanced the fertility outcomes of your patients? 
Well, that's a great question. It's really so important because, you know, in um, with the Eastern philosophies, it's a holistic approach. And so, you know, we deal with the mind, we deal with the body, we deal with the spirit, we deal with emotions and um, lifestyle, everything all encompassed together. To, and so it's really uh, complementary for somebody who is doing a, a Western medical treatment or even for somebody who isn't ready to go down that road yet because we're, we're able to really help them get an alignment and really feel good about themselves and their journey and um, empower them and get them feeling really healthy and strong. And, and so it's, um, it's really it's really beautiful. And it's so important. I find it so important mm-hmm. and helpful for the women that I get to work with. So I'm guessing fertility outcomes, you know, it doesn't start from when the patient gets pregnant, but as you said, three to four months of preconception. So going back to that, how, you know, what do you think are the best tools to kind of equip the woman to be um, healthy and be strong for her baby? Um, I think really eating habits and lifestyle are some of the biggest tools that a woman can do um, to have, you know, prepare the, her environment to have a to have a healthy baby. So I think that's something that's really incredibly powerful, and I see a lot of changes just by helping somebody tweak their their eating habits. Um, and then being on the right the right supplements are is really important. You know, like so we were talking about preconception care earlier as well but one of the things is like there's some basic um, blood work that should be done to make sure that you're you have all the nutrition that you need not only to be healthy but to to help create a baby so for example vitamin d levels tend to be really Mm -hmm. low and we know that it vitamin d does so many different things and it's really important for fertility as well so Mm -hmm. the the diet uh, lifestyle um, is really, uh, really important. I'm actually quite curious. Um, so I've seen the trend of Chinese medicine kind of come up in the Western world recently. And so when you see your patients, are they open-minded to, you know, the idea of like using Chinese herbs and acupuncture or are there any hesitations uh, regarding that? Honestly, most of the time, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in fact, some of the doctors I work with, they'll even they'll let me use herbs, Chinese medicinal herbs, all the way through because um, I've, I've developed that relationship with them. But mm-hmm. um, no, most of the people that I that I've seen, maybe because I, um, I share with them how valuable it is and how important it is to do the herbs, for example, mm-hmm. then. They, they most of the time they'll do it. Very rarely they they don't do it. They're open to it. They're not excited about it, but they do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I've I have I have drunk some of the herbs before, and it's I don't think it's very tasty. No, they're they're awful, right? <laughs> yeah, they're pretty pretty yeah. bitter. Um, because bitter. I have PCOS. Yeah, and I used to see my acupuncturist, and he would give me a concoction, you know, to kind of regulate my periods. And yeah, it worked. But having to drink a certain amount every day, I have to say, it's it's a consistent effort. Yeah, 
I know. We, um, but it's worth it's worth it. I mean, you just have to keep remembering the outcome, right? Because it's yeah. Remember it's what the why is. Worth it. Yeah. The why exactly, exactly. So, what are some common uh, fertility problems that you see in the clinic? Is it you know PCOS or is it more of the men? We see usually mostly with uh, women um, issues, and we do see PCOS. We see advanced maternal age. We see some premature ovarian failure, you know, uh, which is when somebody's young and they're already going in through menopause. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a lot of the things we see, a lot of um, egg quality problems. Right. And what do you... What is defined as, you know, having good egg quality? Because I think there's a lot of uh, kind of curiosity around this, like what makes our eggs good? How do we know that our eggs are of good quality? What if my periods are irregular? You know, what constitutes good egg quality? <laughs> okay, so it's a great question. Um, so what constitutes great egg quality would be making sure that you're getting enough healthy blood flow, enough oxygen and proper nutrition to the to the eggs to the ovaries Mm -hmm. uh, and making sure that that's consistent and so that's why the diet is so so important right and some supplements Um, the other thing is that we can tell you know if you're doing IVF they can tell about egg quality because um, they're able to See, look at the egg and see how it fertilizes and look at the shell and see the, the contents of fluid in the egg, right? So that's from a more of a scientific point of view. Mm-hmm. But in in general, that would be like the only way to like really, con- I think, concretely know without guessing. But to, the way to improve egg quality is, again, just having the right nutrition, oxygenation. You need the oxygen to have healthy blood. And you can tell by your menstrual cycles. So if you're having... Um, healthy, um, healthy bleeding. You know, it's like a nice uh, red fluid, healthy mm-hmm. blood flowing, and it's not. You know, I don't know how how detailed you want to get here, but you mm-hmm. want to have healthy, like a healthy period. So regular period, healthy flow, not too much cramping, uh, no, not too much pain. It should be really comfortable. No, no spotting. Those are some signs that you can uh, take a look at and and see if you're. That way you'll know if you're getting good circulation into that reproductive organs. Interesting. And I'm guessing like increasing circulation would be, um, you know, a breathing, breath work, being mindful, exercise. Would you say these are some of the tools? Yes. Okay. So those are some of the tools. Acupuncture works really well. Um, mm-hmm. Those are definitely some of the things you can do. Right. And so that's for air quality, but what about sperm health? Is it just the kind of the same uh, tools that men should use? So, so men, men, um, hold on a second. Men should definitely use uh, supplements and yes, nutrition is going to be a really big um, important to them and also stress impacts the quality of a man's sperm and I think that that really goes overlooked um, but we have research showing how it impacts the quality of a man's sperm when they're really stressed out mm-hmm. so the mindfulness and being able to manage 
uh, stressful situations. So like you mentioned, the breath work and meditation lifestyle is going to be really important. Eating, staying away from those you know toxic things like uh, marijuana, alcohol, smoking, some mm-hmm. of those things gonna be so important. Um, you know, I, I see a lot of women come in uh, who are so committed to wanting to get pregnant and then their partner's sperm isn't great and mm-hmm. they're still doing like, they're still, you know, smoking marijuana and they think that they don't have the problem. But right. it's, it's so, it's, it's so faulty thinking. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. um, they are, the man is so important in, in creating that baby too. Yeah, yeah, I totally can see that. And they should be, you know, taking the time off during preconception as well, like three to four months before to ensure their sperm is really healthy and vital. Um, would you, yes. would you, do you think this is like, you know, the biggest misconception about fertility? It's great because it segues into my question. Oh, great. I think it is a big um, misconception about infertility that the you know, we always, we say the dads count too, you know, it's, um, we find that it's such a heavy role on the woman. And, and I believe that it, it is absolutely. I mean, it's our eggs, our eggs are very powerful. Um, they can correct a lot of things. Um, and then we're obviously nurturing the baby when we get pregnant, but, but the man is also giving, you know, 50% of his DNA. And we know now about the epigenetics, right. About these different, um, things that get turned on and off by our health and then that gets passed down to your baby. And so it's so important. It's so, Mm -hmm. so important. I just want to take a quick moment to talk to you about modern fertility. If you are someone who wants to get pregnant real soon, or if you're anyone in your age 20s or 30s, if you want to have kids in the next five years, if you're considering freezing your eggs, or if you suspect your hormones are imbalanced, such as if you have PCOS or if you actually went off birth control, um, I would encourage you to look up modern fertility. Modern fertility is actually a comprehensive fertility hormone test for women that you can take at home. The online experience includes a physician-reviewed personalized report, access to weekly webinars, and actually a free one-to-one consultation with a fertility nurse. I love modern fertility and they are incredible because they are giving us women a super easy at-home test, which costs only $159. When when it is so much more expensive to go to a fertility clinic and get the same hormone test for more than $1,500. So with Modern Fertility, this test actually gives you access to the information you need to help to plan ahead and navigate the world of fertility. All tests are conducted in a certified lab and Modern Fertility's team of physicians and clinical advisors lead some of the nation's top fertility clinics. With modern fertility, if you're currently pregnant or breastfeeding, the hormone test will not work for you. And if you're over 45 years old, this will not work for you either. I'm really excited to share with you about this test because for women with PCOS, we have a lower chance or we seem to have a lower chance of conceiving 
And having this test, knowing exactly where your hormones levels are and knowing how good your egg reserve is, will actually give you a clearer mental picture of whether you can conceive or not. And if your chances are low, heck, you can actually kind of plan a you can plan ahead, right? You can plan two or three years ahead. So the modern fertility test will actually tell you if you have more or less eggs than average and what you can expect from egg freezing and IVF and actually how your hormone levels relate to PCOS, which is what one in 10 women have. And the overall result is you have a broader clarification and understanding of your general hormone health. So modern fertility, it depends, it goes on eight fertility hormones that they test. And if you aren't sure and you're not ready to buy, you can always go to modernfertility.com where you can take a quiz to receive more information about it and go straight to kind of building your own timeline tool on the website. So basically inputting your, your age and how many kids you want, and they will actually give you a timeline of when you should be thinking of conceiving in order to get the specific goal. How cool is that? And the best thing about modern fertility is that you get support from the modern community where you can find women supporting women regarding their own personal fertility journeys. I, for one, am so excited to share my modern fertility results with you. I recently got my test in the kit and I'm waiting for day three of my period to actually do the test at home and send it back to the lab. So for more information and if you're ready to dive deep and want to get your own modern fertility test kit, you can get 10% off and if you go to modernfertility.com slash nourishmel to get your kit. Once again, go to modernfertility.com slash nourishmel to get your modern fertility kit today. So I have a I have an interesting question here. So um I I recently stumbled upon this company. They're called Modern Fertility and they actually send like you know fertility tests to women in their home where they can get their lab work done and then they can see all their levels of their hormones, their, um, their quality of their egg reserve and all that. So is this something that all women should do, you know, before consulting with a doctor? Um, they can, it's definitely an option for them. Um, because they have doctors that help review the, the test for them. So it's absolutely an option. But if you're going to go to a doctor anyway, then you can, um, you can just do it with your doctor. So, mm-hmm. But definitely you want to have some, um, some hormone tests and find out about the egg quality. I uh, really feel that we should be doing that earlier than later. Uh, you know, we, the, um, the ACOG, the guidelines are one year if you're under mm-hmm. 35 and six months if you're over, right? I think, I feel like it should be part of our care, just part of our women's health care. Go in and right. check our hormones and check and see because I've seen so many young women have problems and um, they would have benefited if they knew about it earlier. So like would they would have, you know, they would have the options of like egg freezing or IVF. Is that what you mean? Right. Or, um, and just knowing, because a lot of women just feel like they're so young, it's not going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. You know, they can wait, they can get their careers 
start it, it just gives them an, um, some information that they can use to either freeze their eggs or get, you know, get serious about maybe getting married younger or however they want to have their child. They know it's not such a surprise later on down the road. They have that information that I think that's, that's so they can choose versus, you know, getting married and still being really mm -hmm. young and then all of a sudden finding out that they have diminished ovarian re reserve. I mean, mm -hmm. right. Right. And, you know, in terms of egg freezing and IVF, um, which option is kind of the one that you would recommend to patients first? And like, what is the main difference? So I think at this point, um, egg freezing has come a long way, but it's mostly still for, um, I think, for younger women um, mm -hmm. and probably in women who haven't met somebody yet to, that they want to have a baby with yet. Um, so I think IVF, though, freezing an embryo, and even if you freeze an embryo for later, it's still so much farther along than the egg freezing, um, if that's going to be your, your route, if you're trying to preserve fertility. Um, freezing an embryo is, is still superior to um, egg freezing. Oh, and there's, interesting. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, there's still, um, we have to be careful because a lot of times you have to get a, if you're going to freeze your eggs, you want to freeze you know, a lot of them in order to make sure that mm -hmm. when they do defrost that they're still, they haven't been damaged or they, um, you know, you get, you get some healthy ones. So you have that choice. Yeah. I've heard about this egg freezing. Um, in one of the webinars, I feel like, um, this lady, mm -hmm. she was, she was talking about, you know, how people think that, you know, when you freeze your eggs, uh, for future conception, you only need like a little bit, but actually you need like a lot to maximize your chances. Right. You do. Mm -hmm. You need a lot. Right. Yeah. And they, the, the technology has come so far, but it's still not as good as freezing an embryo. It's just mm -hmm. the egg is so delicate. It's so delicate. Right. I see. So when it comes to um, PCOS, how do you actually help them reclaim their fertility? Well, with PCOS, I help them with, you know, balancing their hormones and getting their blood sugars level and decreasing their, any inflammation in their body and help regulating their menstrual cycles. So, and we do that through diet, supplements, and acupuncture, and herbs. Mm -hmm. um, and, and uh, yeah, it's beautiful. It works, yeah. it works really well. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um yeah, I've heard a lot of uh, women with PCOS, they, they always have this kind of innate fear in them or like, you know, hesitation that because their periods are not regular, they're not ovulating, they don't think that they can get pregnant. But I actually really think that it's on the contrary, it's totally possible. And from what you just highlighted, um, that's totally possible. It's so possible. In fact, um, I think, you know, PCOS, it's, uh, you know, it comes with other conditions. But, you know, I, I think if you look at it in the sense of, okay, you know that you have, you know, um, you're, you have a pre-exposure to being diabetic. So you're going to tend to be, choose to be healthier and have healthier options. You know, mm -hmm. you know that you have that choice so that you can have a, 
a good quality of life and you can start that early and really manage it. Um, I think there's a lot that can be done for it. And um, you have a lot of eggs with PCOS, you know, you, uh, that's not, that's really not a concern for, for that, which is kind of a relieving, I think it can be. Mm -hmm. and, right. And, uh, and it can be managed very, it can be managed. And so for women with PCOS, is it suitable for them to use IVF? And IVF is the freezing of the embryo, right? Just to well, make sure. IVF, mm -hmm. IVF, you can freeze the embryo, but IVF mm -hmm. is when they take the egg out of the woman and they take the men's sperm and they mm -hmm. fertilize it in a, in a free tree gist. And then they, now they tend to freeze the embryos and then they put them back inside um, for most people. So IVF is an option. I don't think it's the first course of options that you need mm -hmm. to take. Um, you know, if um, somebody is feeling really anxious and they want, you know, they, again, the preconception care and really getting healthy uh, is going to be really important. If there's a, a weight issue, losing a few pounds can be really helpful before you start to go down the medical route. And then, you know, starting off with doing an IUI if you're feeling really anxious about it and you don't want to take the time. So one of the problems with natural medicine is it takes time. Mm -hmm. um, but, it, but you need to really make sure at the same time that your body is healthy before you end up going down the road of doing maybe an insemination. Mm -hmm. um, with PCOS and IVF, you know, there's just the risk of having hyperstimulation ovarian syndrome. Um, of OHHS, so it's so important to, you know, again, minim mitigate that ahead of time if you're going to go down that road. But I wouldn't do, I would not recommend PCOS as a first course of action. I mean, I mean, sorry, I wouldn't recommend mm -hmm. IVF as a first course of action. Right. Okay, that's good to know. Um, it's always, it kind of always goes back to the basics, doesn't it? Just priming the body, making sure everything is um, strong, vital for preconception. <clears throat> yes, I, right. I agree. Mm -hmm. I and agree. so being the fertility godmother, I love the title, by the way. Um, what do you, you wish for all women with reproductive issues to know? I wish for them to know that, to believe, to continue to believe, and that they can get pregnant and to really focus on all those things that they have and, you know, and have fun and just keep having fun. I, I see a lot of women get caught up in this fertility world and it starts to absorb them and mm -hmm. all they focus on is how they're not they don't have a kid and then they start to believe that they they can't get pregnant and they become very scared and that becomes their world and mm -hmm. I know that that's not the case I know that if they continue to enjoy their life and have fun with their partner and really believe that it's going to happen and and take the steps to become as healthy as they can, that it can absolutely happen. Yeah, the power of the mind, right? <laughs> yeah, the power of the mind and taking care of your body both together, so important. Right, and on that note, um, if someone has a lot of period pain, 
how do you think you know where does that come into play like what does that mean does that affect our fertility chances so from a chinese medical point of view we say yes so it shows about not having good circulation we call it blood stagnation Mm -hmm. so we really want to just increase um, blood flow into that area and that can come from different different things sometimes um, so making sure you're again the nutrition can be really helpful sometimes putting um, uh, like we do like to do castor oil packs you could do a mm-hmm. castor oil pack um, oh, yeah that, those are yummy and they can be really helpful because it's going to help increase circulation right and and it helps warm warm the body up um, so then it's not as painful but it I believe that can like if somebody came in and they had painful periods that Mm -hmm. would be one of the first things that i would want to correct on their journey to getting um, pregnant have them have a healthy menstrual cycle so important to have a healthy menstrual cycle Mm -hmm. yeah it's so important i always tell my clients to um, you know chart their cycles and actually just pay attention to how they're feeling every month if they're ovulating all these signs from the menstrual cycle um, it's, it's so vital. It's like a fifth vital sign. Yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. I, I, our bodies tell us everything we need to know, right? We just have to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's more difficult. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a consistent <laughs> practice. Yes, exactly. So exactly. you've been talking a lot about, you know, self-care and correcting the nutrition and all these things. What is your favorite way to bring self-care to yourself? Oh, well, <clears throat> I do meditation every morning or most mornings. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, that's, I just, I wake up early and I meditate because I know that it's going to really just help my day be so much better and feel more I'll feel more empowered and grounded and good so um and then I love uh I love getting massages and running those are my three things that I do I love love massages too yeah (laughs) (laughs) is there a good one near near to Los Angeles yeah I have actually have an amazing woman in my clinic she's phenomenal Mm -hmm. but there's there's a lot of great massage therapists mm-hmm. around here it's hard to find one but when you find one they're like gold right yeah you, yeah you don't want to leave forever <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay and one more fun question um what kind of exercise do you do i know you i know you said running but is there anything else that you know gets you worked up um running is my favorite it makes me i like to run in the mountains and oh. um but yeah, but now that I'm older, um, I have to do a lot of weights to keep my my uh, energy strong and keep my body strong. So I do mm-hmm. weights. I do a class called right now uh, F45, Functional 45. Oh, cool. I used to do that too. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's really fun. You have a timer, right, for every station? Yeah. Yeah. The t- I like the timers. It helps me. <laughs> And I like being with the group when I do that because mm-hmm. I don't like to do it. So it's better to be with a group for me. But um, but there's nothing to me like a good run in the mountains. 
Oh, that's awesome. That's the first I've heard on this uh, podcast, actually. Everyone I've asked about exercise, they're always telling me like, oh, I go swimming or walking or yoga and yeah, running in the mountains. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's for me. (laughs) (laughs) What do you like to do, Melissa? Me? I actually actually do um, rock climbing and bar. Wow, really? (laughs) Yeah, so I used to be a personal trainer and I I did the whole gym thing. That's when I used to do the F45. But now Uh I I use climbing as um, the kind of body weight strength training and also bar, bar strengthens me too. So it's a little bit different. I haven't tried that yet. Yeah. Yeah, you totally should. Can I just say that go try out um, the bar method? Okay. Yeah, they have amazing classes. I will. <laughs> yeah, not an ad, Thank guys, you. but seriously, they're. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay so thank you so much for coming on the show today do you have anything else you want to add about fertility to everybody Mm, I just want them to know that you know it's really important to take care of yourself and just really believe that you know it can happen and Mm -hmm. um, and if I'd like to offer people if they have some oh yeah go ahead okay Mm -hmm. Um, you can go to the fertility godmother dot com and if you want to talk with me for a few minutes and see if there's some ways that I can help you or make some suggestions I'd be happy to to hop on a call with you it's the fertilitygodmother.com that's awesome and you're also pretty active on Instagram right yes we're active on Instagram and Facebook Okay, cool. I'll be sure to put all those um, social media links um, in the show notes so people can come find you and also come talk to you for 20 minutes. Um, I would definitely do that if I was trying to get pregnant. (laughs) Um, Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for your time. This is great. I, I definitely learned a lot, especially about Chinese medicine. Thank you, Melissa. So good to be here with you.